Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I will be talking with Miss Chloe Rudd, who sprinkled her pixie dust in Disney's Magic Kingdom. Thank you for joining me, Miss Chloe. Of course, no worries. I mean, we just to touch on how we met. We met through Mr. Cameron Brown, um, and I, I, what was it, the first or second week of my program that you were in the parks? I think me and my family have come on holiday, and obviously had to meet up with Cam because there's not many opportunities to meet up with Disney people in Disney after your program. Yeah, and then introduce me to you, and. Yeah, the rest is history. The rest is definitely history. So she, <laughs> here she is today, guys. Um, but we don't have too much time on this podcast, so I want to get cracking if that's good with you, Chloe. Perfect. Let's do it. So you did the Disney College program in 2016, am I right? Yes, as if that yeah. was four years ago now. I know, crazy. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration for originally applying for the program? Well, this is probably a weird and long-winded story. But I'm here for it. Back in 2004, when I was, oh, that is that is a long time ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> when I was a wee girl, I um we went to Disney as a family, and I saw in the UK pavilion that someone had Darlington on their name tag, which is very close to where I'm from. And I went up to her, being how old must I have been? Young, like seven. <laughs> I marched up to her, and I was like, "How do I work here?" And she told me then. Even back then, she said, well, there's a website called Yummy Jobs. It was still Yummy Jobs back it then. Still, it was still Yummy Jobs. Wow. She said, it's Yummy Jobs. She said, you can't apply till you're 18, so you have to wait a little bit. And I kid you not, we got home and we bookmarked the website and forgot about it for literally a decade. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then when I was looking at taking a placement year at uni I saw that Sheffield Hallam did some stuff with Disney and I was like oh wait a second and I went on uni jobs and I was like go on then I'll just apply I'll make I'll make, I'll make seven-year-old Chloe proud it's like that moment where you just see like the and everything goes wobbly in the tv show and it's like back to little you going like I know Darlington honestly and I was just like I can't not apply because seven-year-old Chloe would never ever ever forgive me if I didn't take this opportunity just to try it and yeah literally and there you go and, and I mean you made you made lifelong friends in the program obviously you guys oh, you are really yeah. close units still aren't you your your yeah. little group of friends yeah it really is wait it's, it's just like you kind of don't realize from the outside how much of a pressure cooker working and living in Disney is because it's it's not just a normal job where you work with your roommates it's like every day off you spend in the parks and like if you don't finish till 3am you come back and they're all in your apartment baking cookies <laughs> with magnums of wine i love it <laughs> technically uh some of the lads that we were with weren't 21 at the time so we definitely <gasps> should not have been in our apartment naughty boys naughty, naughty boys. boys so me lisa and gabby would sit and drink copious amounts of wine and they'd be drinking like juice <laughs> love it of course yeah all yeah. the juice <laughs> you just make such good friends because it's such a bizarre experience that almost like no one else can relate to unless you've experienced it I've always compared it to being in the big brother house like I think if I was to go in big brother that is exactly what it would be like yes. like you you live together you work together you play together yeah exactly and the the closest thing that I was relating it to more recently was Love Island when people say like oh my god how can you feel that strongly about someone after like 72 hours 
And I was like, yeah, but if you live together and you're having this bizarre, otherworldly experience with these people, the connections you make are just that you can't compare them to anything else. So it's it's I, not like anything else. Yeah, I 100% get how they could have strong feelings for other people when it's like it's just shared experiences, isn't it? So exactly, yeah, friends, exactly. The friends I've made are the best part of the program, hands down. Love like, it. Just. It's, it's heartbreaking because none of them live near me, but... <laughs> Do you know what, though? It gives you a reason to travel around the UK yeah, and, and see them. And I know I see you guys still, like, always chatting on, like, yeah. on Instagram. It's so, and I mean, I've been able to even become, like... I know I know I haven't met you since we saw each other in the Disney parks, but yeah. it's still nice, like, even, even when you've got those distant, distant friends that you can, like, see what they're up to and stuff. It's lovely. But um, anyway, let's stop being all soppy because we've got lots to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so do you remember the moment that you got the job, Chloe? Um, thinking, yeah. back, thinking back to it. I do, I do because I cried my eyes out. I think, and I don't want to like generalise too much for the programme, but I feel like you don't apply to the programme if your life is perfect. If everything is going swimmingly and everything is perfect, you don't apply to something that would take you out of the country for at least three months. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So I applied and I was in a group chat with the other girls that were on my interview day. And I remember it took like two days for everyone's results to come through. So they were messaging me going, oh, I didn't get it. Oh, I got offered Hilton Head instead. And I was sat there and I was like, I can't have got it then because these are all my interview day and they haven't got through. And literally I got the email and I just burst into tears. And I think my mum was there and she was like, everything okay? <laughs> I, is, is everything all right? And I was just like, I got it. <laughs> and I didn't even need to say anything else. She knew, <laughs> she yeah. knew what had happened. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, because there was so much. And I think it must have been like, it, it, it must have only been two weeks since my interview and getting the result but my god it felt like three months that I was waiting like yeah. oh that's what I think I think back to the time in between the final interview and getting that email and in my head it was like a year and it wasn't at all it was like like I kind of probably like yeah three or four weeks until I found out yeah it came up on my memories being like final interview today and then like literally two weeks later it was like got the thing and I was like what? <laughs> it's okay forever for that. <laughs> Literally. Um, so I'm quite excited for you to talk about the positions you worked in because they are two very, um, spoiler alert, Chloe works on attractions um, in the Magic Kingdom. And I'm I, <laughs> the face you just pulled, by the way, was like, oh, here we go, here we go. Um, but I think, yeah, tell us about your experience and, and what, I'm going to let you say which uh, attractions you got to work on as well. Absolutely. So my my positions were in Fantasyland, Peter Pan's Flight, and It's a Small World. Now, they sound like great little, you know, children's attractions. What can go wrong? Anyway, the oldest attractions in the park and therefore the most likely to break down at any given time. Oh, God, I didn't even think of this. Yeah. 100%. I think Peter Pan opened in 1971 and hasn't been refurbished until I think really recently I think they got um I think they got like sparkly pixie dust put in somewhere for the rest of it it is as it is wow it's the same as it was if you look at it in the lights on it's all run by like bicycle chains <laughs> so so what was the rotation like on the ride was it was there enough flexibility or did you feel like feel like the days just never ended no 
depends. It de honestly, it depended what time you started. Because being in Fantasyland, there are a lot of outdoor positions as well. So if you started at a lunchtime, oh, it was awful. You'd be in the searing heat, moving strollers, like crowd control, awful, awful. But then as it got to the evening, I will say the best part of it was sometimes you could pull like fireworks and literally you just have to stand and make sure no one went where the fireworks would land. So sometimes my like 45 minutes was just pretending that I was directing wishes. <laughs> that, that was fantastic. That If I could do that again, I would. I, yeah. Especially now that I won't ever get to see wishes again. I know. Oh, yeah. don't. The fact that I could just sit there and like conduct wishes and I, kids kids would love it because because I knew where the fireworks would go off I could point at them and kids would literally look at me and be like this woman she's a witch she's a <laughs> witch <laughs> yeah literally but no the the rotations were fine honestly I really did love working on it's a small world because it was so fast loading everyone everyone waited like two minutes max to get on the ride but then all of the rotations on pan, you would just like, don't get merge, which is merges where the fast pass queue merges with the regular queue. Right. So basically you're asking the people that have waited an hour and a half to stop so that I could let the people who've waited five minutes go in front of them. And the standard rotation time for that position was 45 minutes, but the coordinators used to try and switch it sooner because you just get shouted at. Oh. Yeah, of course. And do you, like, I uh, one thing I do, I have noticed with Disney is, and, and the fast pass system, I noticed this on Rock and Roller Coaster, and I imagine it's very similar with Pan, is that the the amount of people they let in on fast pass is the sole reason for how, against the ratio of people they let in in general yeah. queue line. Do you remember how many people you would let in against general? It was, it was a maths equation and I'm not going to be able to remember it, but we had three positions in the fast pass queue. And if the queue was at the green position, it was like um, a one-to-one -one because the queue, the, it was all based on the fast pass queue. It was never based on the regular queue. Wow. It was based on making sure that the people in the fast pass didn't wait longer than 10 minutes. So if the queue's at the green position, it was like, a one one to letting more of the regular people one from the fast pass one from the regular line yeah you can understand and especially because they're right next to each other in some of the rides they've cleverly split up fast pass and regular so you never really know how many people are being let through well so rock, rock and roller coaster is one of those rides and you you stand yeah. in that ride and think why is this moving so slow i can literally see the door that you go through <laughs> on the ride and it's and then you get it is it, at the point when you get there you sort of like can click onto it but peter pan is it's all in the open isn't it so you can literally yeah, exactly. see exactly what's going on they're counting how many people i'm letting pass them um so if you're gonna ride peter pan's flight just get a fast pass yeah <laughs> you might have to get you might have to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to get that fast pass for the day but do not queue for peter pan's flight from the horse's Just, mouth guys that listen to what she's saying because because she's she's seen it happen so listen yeah. to chloe join the queue when there's fireworks on because no one no one wants to miss the fireworks or the queue or festival of fantasy that's the other that's the other um, yeah of course that's always a, quite a time to jump in the queue 
I do. Um, I want to ask you about your step count on Peter Pan as well, because if you're oh in, if you're God. in the, <laughs> your face, I wish people could see your facial expressions, Chloe, because it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine how how tiring it must have been just to be walking oh on that conveyor belt all day. Yeah, the, the worst bit was, so I used to wear an Apple Watch and then because we were in um, attractions, it's technically operating heavy machinery. So they made me stop wearing it. So I only got to count my steps for like the first day. No. But, yeah, so when you're loading, obviously you're walking forwards on the treadmill. And then when you're unloading, you're walking backwards on the treadmill. So uh, honestly, I came back from Disney and I ate nothing but junk the entire time. <laughs> And somehow I came back like a stone lighter. I'm not <laughs> surprised. Treadmill, treadmill all day. <laughs> yeah, you knew that. You knew if you were getting small world, it was a lazy day, and if it was pan, it was yeah. like a, it was like okay, we're running a marathon today. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I don't think I need to ask you what your favorite of the two attractions were. <laughs> small world. I used to. I used to hate it as soon as I saw that ticket come round when people are like swapping positions. If I saw it come to me, I was like, don't you take me off small world. If I pull pan next. Like, no. <laughs> um, so obviously RIP Disney housing, saddest times, um, gone but never forgotten. But I, we won't touch too much on what your living experience was in housing, because obviously we know that you made great friends there. Um, but tell us what housing complex you were in and what your living experience in America was like. Well, I lived in Chatham, the best one, just saying. I'm, I'm a Vista Way guy, so, I mean... Sorry that you're wrong for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I loved it. I mean, when I landed, I, I always get ill from getting off an aeroplane. So I was like, <laughs> I was bedridden for like the first day of being in Disney. And then my housemates who... I'd, I'm really, really lucky because I realised after the fact that everyone had kind of met their housemates and requested to be with them before the programme. And I didn't, because everyone who I was friends with before the programme didn't get on the programme. Right. So I got really, really lucky that I got put in this, like, what was it? It was like an eight person sharer with all really nice people. Yeah, that is lucky. <laughs> all, all got on really, really well. So yeah, this, this stranger, Lisa, um, shout out to Lisa. She, shout out to Lisa. She popped her head in and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I need water." And she literally went down to the reception and like filled up my jug for me. And then every night she used to work sensible shifts, and I used to end up working like six p.m. to three a.m. I come back and there'd be pizza on the table for me with for Chloe. That's and amazing. Yeah, that's when I knew I'd met the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> And and did you find much difference in between living in the UK and America? Oh yeah, I mean everything's completely different. First of all, they didn't have a kettle. How was I meant to make a cup of tea? Yeah, that's so true. They didn't have a kettle, did they? In housing, yeah. weird, no. very strange. So I think some of the girls in the apartment went out and bought a kettle straight away. Yeah, I mean, and then just the food is great. I mean, terrible but great oh yeah if you want if you want to binge eat like america's the place yeah 
I have never eaten so much microwave pasta in my entire life and I miss it I miss it I love the I love the hot pockets did you ever have the hot pockets pockets. oh my god hot pockets were fantastic I used to I used to put them in the microwave before my shift and then put them in my backpack before work because they'd still be molten hot by the time I actually got to West Park like perfect you could never eat uh you could never eat a hot pocket like off just taking out the microwave it'll burn your tongue no, you need to wait like at least an hour for it to cool down 100 <laughs> i miss it i miss it I, sometimes when i go back now i just go to walmart and i'm like oh cheesy made easy okay yeah <laughs> So you need you need to make sure the hotel you're staying in has a microwave so you can have all of these like <laughs> goodies literally that's that's my like checklist I'm like microwave yeah stay there yeah, <laughs> um do you have do you have a guest experience that stands out to you Chloe it can be good or bad but a memorable guest experience well as you can tell, <laughs> probably only bad no 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 <laughs> I I remember so obviously I'm quite northern in fact, I'm probably dulling it down for this as well. I thought you, I thought you were from Essex. What? I'm joking, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, like, this is she going to be like, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously I'm quite Northern. But I used to like, I used to really dull down my accent. And uh, there was this one guy who must have been from like Middlesbrough, which is where I'm from. And uh, he like stopped dead in his tracks, looked at me and went, what's an urban girl like you doing in a place like this? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, how did you clock me? Oh my gosh. I was like putting on my best, like, I'm not British accent. Please yeah. don't pay attention to me. Um, but no, I think I'm sure you have also experienced a 4th of July. I did. I actually, I actually had, I was in a privileged position on 4th of July, but you go, you tell me about yours. Oh my gosh, I have never been shouted at so much in my entire life. Literally, you think that I I was the reason that America had to fight for independence. Like, <laughs> as soon, I was on crowd control the entire night and basically they said to me, you can't let people stop. So imagine when the fireworks start and everyone stops and looks up, I had to then be like, you need to keep moving. This is like a fire safety thing. You need to like keep keep moving one guy he must have been honestly it felt like he was like two foot taller than me and he was like shouting down at me and he was like i'm going to get charged 200 dollars for a cancelled reservation and i was like i'm so sorry i was like if you just explain to them they're like they'll sort it out don't worry and he's like this is your fault no you'll pay for this and i was like sir i was like i'm literally just it's, I was like, I'm sure if you explain to them, it will be absolutely fine. Anyway, it turned out he'd missed his reservation like two hours ago. And it was nothing to do with the fact that I was just asking him to move on. Oh. But anyway, so after the fireworks and everything, it was like an extra magic hours after the fact. Just what and you I, needed, right? On 4th of July after all of that. <laughs> I, I asked my coordinator for an early release like six times. And then this little girl ran up to me and I was like, here we go, go on go on hit me what else is going to happen and she handed me a bag of sweets and a little card that says thank you so much for your hard work and I cried <laughs> I cried my eyes out instantly and she I, I don't know whether she'd been like watching me like have a mental breakdown the entire night and I, I've still got it somewhere because I kept it I kept the card and it was like just a little bag of like uh lollipops and some gummies and stuff and it was the card like thank you so much from the such and such family uh we appreciate all the work you're doing I was just like 
Thank you, child. <laughs> that's exactly what you needed, and that's the thing. We we do it would be it, we'd be lying as customers if we say we didn't have bad times and guests that just are mean because it happens in every job, especially when they're paid thousands of pounds to come on a holiday yeah. um, yeah, to like, Disney World. But but that sounds like the perfect like Disney silver lining you needed that night. <laughs> that was like regaining your faith in the company. I was like, I was at that point, I was like counting down the days till my program ended and she did that. And I was like, I'm doing it for them. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then every, every time you saw someone with like a Make-A-Wish lanyard, it would kind of like, it would kind of like take away all of the times you've been shouted at by like just entitled people because you're like, do you know what? If they knew, they wouldn't be like that. So yeah, I, uh, no, I loved it. It was, it was, Amazing. it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And do you have, aside from the guests, um, do you have a highlight of your program, like a moment that sticks out as like a top, top one, top number one moment? Oh, there is not one, but every moment with the friends I made on that program, I cannot categorize it into one. But honestly, just something about Disney people. I don't know. They, they pick them well because they're just, everyone's so lovely above and beyond before you even know them they just are the friendliest people you'll ever meet it's yeah. just incredible so every I time I was on like a 3am finish having the worst time of my life I'd literally come home and there'd be cookies baked for me or pizza left for me or wine left for me and I'd just be like these people don't know me they yeah. they've only just met me and they've been forced to live with me and for whatever reason, they've decided to be kind to me. And honestly, we we still love each other now. Yeah. I even make the five-hour journeys up to Scotland to see them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the thing, though. It is, it is for, for me as well, it's hard to pinpoint a, sing, a singular moment. But without the friends that I made on that programme, it wouldn't have been what it was. No, absolutely. I think it made it, it, made it worthwhile. I don't think I could have... I don't think I'd have last three months if... I didn't have those guys as well. I think that I'd have, I'd have packed it in because I'd have been like, this is just too much yeah. all the time. But yeah. Well, I big think. shout out to those guys. Like we we love you. So, so you're my favorites. Oh, <laughs> love it. Uh, I have got one final question for you today, Chloe. And as a Disney Parks fan, it's going to be hard to answer. But I want to know if I could teleport you right now, this second to Disney, Disney World, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, wherever you want to go. Um, what would you do? Well, my my favorite parts of the parks are very rarely everyone else's favorite parks, a favorite okay. park even. I would want to go to, do you know the Starbucks in Hollywood Studios? Yes. I'd want to go and just get a venti iced caramel latte from Starbucks. And I'd want to sit on those tables outside in the corner. Because my favorite thing to do is to just listen to the park music and watch like the the character performers, but that are just like in like 1940s, yes. 50s clothes. Residents of Hollywood, I think they're called. Yes. That's yeah. it. I love it. And then you can kind of hear Tower of Terror in the background and you can kind of hear the show tunes in the foreground and everyone's just, everyone else seems to be so hyper-focused on getting to the next ride and they never really take a second to like sit down and appreciate like, not just the magic, because the magic of Disney's one thing, but the effort that goes into the magic to make it look like magic. 
Yeah. And that's my favourite thing. I just sit and watch and I'm like, oh yeah, look, there's them. But no one else has noticed that they're wearing their uniform. Yeah. Uh, walking across have just taken the top off. Well, I've noticed that. And <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, I wonder what time it is. Wonder where he is. Wonder what he's doing. Do you know, just like people watching, but magic watching, you know? It, it's like, it is like watching a, watching a movie and then thinking of how things were put together. It's yeah. like, that, that is what it's like, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, oh, I miss it. I do miss it. I miss it. it too. I miss it too. But hopefully we'll get back there sooner rather than later and enjoying it all over again. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got time for, Chloe. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, spreading your magic and telling your story. Um, so just one huge thank you to Miss Chloe Red, everyone. Much. I have enjoyed it. I felt like a therapy session. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah. that's that's what I. My mom and dad are like, "Why do you keep doing so many podcasts?" I'm like, "Cause this is all I've got. That's making me happy right now." <laughs> <laughs> I need something to see about. I'm home alone with my partner, and he's sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> so come to this podcast as free therapy sessions, guys. No charge. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you, Chloe. I do appreciate it. Um, so that has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast member. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, follow the Instagram. Listen to all the other episodes because they're all as magical as each other. And keep spreading the magic. Bye for now.